everyone. My name is Rachel. And my name is Madison. You're listening to Tune Into Nature. Today we have a guest who will be joining us for our discussion. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ethan Andrews. Um, I'm a sophomore geology student at Colorado State University. And thanks for having me on the show. So today's episode is going to be all about geology and life as a geology student. So that's why why we brought Ethan onto the podcast today. So how did you choose geology? Why did you choose geology? Well, let me me start by saying um, why is what the the priest from Princess Bride's Princess Bride would say. uh, Geology is what brings us together today. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, that's enough. (laughs) But, um, so, okay, this is, um, so coming into CSU, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to, to major in. Um, it, you know, there's so many options to choose a major, uh, and I I don't think you're, there's any wrong choice. I think you'll find out along the way whether, uh, you, you decide, oh no, this isn't for me or this is for me. Uh, as a kid growing up in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it was, uh, about 10 minute drive from uh, the Red Rock National Monument uh, in Las Vegas. And, you know, seeing, and my dad is also a hydrogeologist and, you know, him pointing out things and him getting really stoked about things. And I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't understand that, you know, all the way up to, to, um, you know, freshman year of college. I didn't understand why was dad so stoked about stuff like this, this formations and, um, rocks, you know, rocks. <laughs> and, um, just, but then as I, you know, got into the intro geology class and intro geology is in the first class you take at CSU as a geology major. And so you came in as a geology major. Yeah. I came in as a geology okay. major and, um, that covers everything. So we're introduced to every aspect of geology, um, rocks, minerals, formations, rivers, glaciers, Oh, the man, the list goes on. Um, but now after taking that class and being a sophomore, I'm realizing now how much of our, our world is and life is impacted by geology. Um, so now you'll see me fighting for uh, window seats on the airplane <laughs> to look down and take pictures of the formations and the different structures we're passing. And it's, you know, people around me will question why I'm taking why is this kid taking pictures of literally everything we're passing? And I didn't understand. Um, I wouldn't understand either. But now I, I am the one fighting for a window seat. And there you go. I am awkwardly. I won't rock, walk up awkwardly. You know, touch a a rock formation. Quickly caressing a um, a, a rock. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, my interests are are primarily where like the human realm, I guess, interacts with. Um, geology. Nice. And your concentration is specifically environmental geology, right? Currently, yes. Yeah. And uh, and out um, from the environmental concentration is why I'm um, talk, uh, why I decided to do the environmental concentration, which is you can switch your concentration anytime. It's not going to be on your uh, diploma or anything, um, the, but the different concentrations require different, um, it's a different curriculum. But mainly, I am I'm interested in uh, geologic hazards, um, landslides, earthquakes, wave stream, erosion, sinkholes, rock falls, and active tectonics and stuff like that. So now that you've been a geology major for almost two years now, what do you want to do with your degree when you graduate? 
So that's a that's a really good question because I don't think it stops. Um, you know, the the interest that you'll accumulate. I, I came in to CSU with no geology background. Uh, I, I knew nothing. Um, and then being introduced to all these different aspects. And that's what, you know, the first few years of um, your geoscience career at CSU is um, education wise. It's, it's being introduced to so many things. So I'm, I'm interested in, in, in a wide aspect of things and what I want to do. Um, I guess we'll find out, but there's all sorts of things you can do. You could work with uh, law policy, there's engineering, multiple branches of science. And that's what's inter- That's what I love about geology. And, and it's something that I've uh, come to understand is geology intersects all of the natural sciences. It'll intersect chemistry um, and geochemistry, geobiology, hydrogeology. You know, the list goes on. It goes up to our, our planets with planetary sciences. And um, so there's just a, a wide array of things you could do. What yeah, I want to do and put a period on something, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. You never really know what you're going to do in life. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost better to not have a definitive answer. You just got to kind of roll with the punches and see where life takes you. And especially exactly. in college, I mean, every year it changes as you take more classes and as you learn more. I came in wanting to do, I don't even remember at this point, but yeah. it's with every class I take, I get inspired by a guest lecturer or something mm-hmm. like that. And I just kind of gather more ideas and inspiration for what I want to do. And you really don't even, you never know until it's happening. It's all part of the experience. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And, and I, speaking of fun, okay, what are some of the coolest and most interesting things that you've learned so okay. far in your degree? All right. So I've taken, um, I'm in my second semester. So I've taken four geology classes. Um, intro, you learn everything. It's It's hard to point. Uh, say what I uh, what was the most interesting um, in mineralogy. I would say it's the just the amazement, you know, that these these minerals, some some minerals um, have a specific uh, shape and symmetry. They're very symmetrical, um, and you know that's what you do in mineralogy. You you learn about the the symmetry and you know, why is it? Why does this form in a perfect cube or a or a tetrahedral shape, um, dodecahedron? Oh my gosh, that it goes on. It, we go into the nitty gritty of all shapes and three D shapes. Um, we'll start with two D, but then go to three D, and it gets crazy and <laughs> and fun. But then realizing that these minerals are, you know, not man made. Like these are there. There are some, but um, those aren't really minerals. Um, However, you know, that you look at a, a pyrite cube, for example, and it forms like that. It's, it's just this perfect uh, cube. And then, you know, all of, if you've gone to a mineral store or a rock shop and, and see where this, they all come from a similar mine in, in Spain. And the size of that mine is, is not very large. Um, so it's, I think, in, in mineralogy, that was just the, the amazement of, the vast number of minerals and there's still so many minerals out there that are unidentified and um, you can be the next one to find one. Um, (laughs) Wow. That actually sounded exactly like my mineralogy professor. Um, Anyway. um, Maybe you're the next mineralogy professor. Maybe. Um, Oh no, I do not want to. But um, (laughs) then in 
Well, I'm currently in... Oh, I skipped one. Oh my gosh. Historical. Historical geology. You learn about the timeline of the Earth. So you put 4.54 billion years of history, Earth history, into a single class. And you even learn about the formation of the moon. And um, Sarah Rathburn brings in some lunar samples from NASA. And we can wow. you, you look at those and, and kind of relate it to processes and the minerals on Earth that you know of and then relate that to um, the geology and, and rocks that you find on the moon. So that was super interesting. I didn't yeah, that take, sounds really cool. I, I was unaware of mineralogy, so I didn't, I know, but that was before I took mineralogy. So I, but it was really, really amazing looking at those through a, a microscope anyway. Um, so in historical, the most interesting was seeing how our atmosphere, how our, how the biosphere, how the, how, you know, the oceans are all connected with the geology and you'll see trends. So you'll, you know, there's a ton of ways that they relate, but um, I don't, you know, maybe not get into that, maybe for another podcast. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> but, and then currently I'm in igneous metamorphic petrology. Um, we're, we haven't gotten to the metamorphic part of that yet. Uh, we're on the igneous side still. And that's just the formation. What, what is the pathway that a, uh, a igneous rock goes through to look the way it does? Um, how, how do we, so you take your observations from a, a igneous rock and then you kind of relate that to, okay, then what, what happened here? Okay. The, the, it looked like the magma ascended and then maybe there was some magma mixing. It's all up to interpretation. Um, and, and that's what the class is about. Um, just interpreting these things and the processes that um, come along with those. And along with that is um, volcanoes. Volcanoes are really, really cool. Um, and you can't just put a pause button on a volcanic eruption. Um, so that's, again, where I am interested in is the, you know, intersection of the human realm. I keep saying realm. Human like dimensions. A, human dimensions, like a video game. Um, and then how that intersects with, you know, natural things that occur. Uh, so the geology and you can't just put a pause on a, a volcanic eruption. And you'll, you'll see that um, we've. Speaking it like, for example, like Mount St. Helens, that eruption was just, you know, you can't just say pause, it's like, let it, let it chill for a little bit. Yeah. Hold on. Let us like, run away first. And then like when you're uh, making, you know, easy Mac on the stove and then the water just starts bubbling over, you can't just take it off the stove and put it on the other side. Has that ever happened to you guys? Oh, all the time. Where it bubbles over, cook. you put the Easy Mac in the boiling the water. The worst is and when it, there's milk in there and then it just boils the, over the and then you milk, make a mess and then it burns and you can't get it off the stove. And then You, you put the, the milk stove. in before you... Really? Are you not supposed to? I think you're supposed to put water. I don't know, actually. <laughs> well, I put the water and the milk in at the same time and then I boil it. What? And yeah. then you boil the noodles in that? Yeah. Are we talking about the same thing? Yeah, Easy Mac? Like Kraft Mac I put, I put oh, milk no. in it afterwards. Oh. oh, I put the milk in after. Oh. I was. I have other pasta packets. I thought you were talking about something different. Oh, I was talking about Annie's. Oh, <laughs> well, I've, I've experienced <laughs> that with uh, mashed potatoes because, okay. yeah, I've had mashed potatoes explode all over my face. It was just like, <laughs> and the milk and water was boiling, and I put the powder potato while it was still on the burner, and so the potatoes themselves were boiling, and it was this thick, Jesus, thick mashed potatoes you know this week bubbling it, on my face and it was very dangerous and painful so it exploded and these are very much like some 
uh, volcanic eruptions. If you have the right viscosity and the right amount of volatile content, you will make an explosive eruption. And, and that is exactly it's dangerous. what you encountered with those mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh Anyways. You know, you're talking about how you oh, can't just yeah, put yeah, a pause yeah, yeah, button yeah. on a volcano. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's totally true that you can't have a pause button on, on a volcano. And nowadays, since we have geologists like yourself yeah. that are studying these type of things, mm -hmm. there's no excuse to build a house on a volcano. Well, and yeah. And There's we not. are aware of the risks. I have a friend who lives in an area. They got a new house. Everything was fine and dandy until they got a crack in their concrete floor. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened? They found out yeah. that they were on a, uh, it was very sandstone, clay, like clay material. material yeah. And it, it, they were in a floodplain too. And so it, oh my wet, gosh. it would shift. Yeah. So they cracked their foundation. <laughs> yeah. So what's exactly, it was like. You know, what's happening there is the the shrinking and swelling of clay minerals and clay minerals are just, um, you know, the, based on the structure of, of the clay mineral, um, they kind of absorb to water and um, they, the shrinking and swelling uh, that, yeah, basically that's what's happening. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's just this, you know, is it, you just think about where people are building houses and um, that is something I am interested in. Also, humans and why are humans all the way in Cal Why why is LA so crowded? Why <laughs> it's a why terrible is, place. <laughs> why is that city so large? And um, you know, it, it's it's destined for a very large earthquake being next right next to the uh, San Andreas Fault any time now. I mean, what it was this seventeen hundreds, and then it's uh, was the last large earthquake in that area, and then every three hundred years, it's supposed to happen again. Like, okay, well, it TikTok. could be, but, but I mean, if you relate it, if you see the, you know, the, the technology that we have nowadays, um, there are early warning tracking systems for, for earthquakes and, and for, um, volcanoes, but volcanoes gets a little bit complicated because it's, it's tricky. You can't just say, oh, there's some, you know, earthquake, um, behavior going on beneath that um volcano it's going to 100 percent. i guarantee you it's going to explode um there's that's volcanoes are a little bit tricky um because that's not necessarily the case but for um earthquakes there's a, a system where you can where the instant that a uh earthquake occurs uh it sends a, a message and i think they just recently tested this in oakland california these this tracking system sends a Almost like a, a amber alert, amber alert, very much like an amber <laughs> alert where, you know, everyone gets this text message and it says, okay, you have 60 seconds. There's going to be a large earthquake. You have 60 seconds. Yes. But it's still, that's still a lot of time to be like, okay, collect my stuff, you know, get in the plane. We're going to, no, maybe not like that, but you know, go into your doomsday shelter. Get in the bathtub. Move the important yeah. vase off the edge of the table exactly. or something. And yeah. then go back on the couch. Move grandma's ashes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it sounds like you've learned a lot of interesting stuff. So in the future, I understand that a lot of geology majors are required to take a summer field. It's almost like a field practicum, but it's like over a few weeks. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I do. Um, so that's going to be towards the end of your time at CSU. And it takes everything that you learned. And this is and everything, everything that you learned in, in your classes. And it puts it in a five-week course. Um, so five weeks, five subjects. It's very hands-on. Uh, it's what I've heard. I haven't taken it, but um, I do know that the first week is like, well, oh, I don't know exactly the order, but you go over igneous metamorphic petrology, hydrogeology, sedimentology, um, economic geology, uh, 
volcanic geology and structural geology. Some of those are paired together, but it's everything you've learned up to that point and you put it in a five week course. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a critical thinking exercise and that's something that's super important as a geologist is you have to think of, okay, you know, you go up to, so, you know, just assume that some rock shoots from the sky. It's not necessarily a meteorite, but it, you know, it's shoots from the sky and you look at it and you have to use your, your critical thinking skills and say, okay, what is, what it, what am I holding? How did it get here? Um, what processes, um, had to go about for this rock to look the way it does. Um, so there's, you know, that's the, the main goal of a geologist is, you know, being aware of what we can't, you know, directly, you know, the answer is not spitting out at you. It's not saying, oh, why am I, I'm this and I was formed this way. So that's what's, what's the fun, but also very difficult part of geology. And, you know, we can't dig, you know, 30 to 40 kilometers below the surface and say, oh, here we go. This formation extends this far. Yeah. So that's, um, towards your end of your education at CSU, you do that as a, you know, junior or senior. Um, and then, you know, there's also a multiple, you know, every, every lab I have been in so far has had a field trip. Um, whether that be up to Horsetooth Reservoir or whether that's um, up at the mountain campus or, you know, north towards Wyoming. So I've had, and those, those field trips range from three to four hours. Some of them, some of them are a lot longer, but, you know, just learning what, learning in the labs and then taking what you know, it's like, oh, okay. Cause when you get that experience, I think that hands-on experience is something that's really important, no matter what your concentration in geology is. Um, you know, if you're just going to be monitoring seism seismographs in an office, you know, it's still, I think, really important to get that critical thinking. But I think it's a really cool thing that CSU offers is this, this five-week summer field camp uh, towards your end of your, like, senior or junior year. Yeah. I know a few students who have taken it. When I went on my watershed field practicum, there was, there were a few students who had gone on that G field course, and they absolutely loved it. They were talking about geology the whole uh, drive. Every time we would drive somewhere, I was sat between two geologists. They'd just be going on and on about all the different formations we were driving by. Um, we went through Southwest Colorado, mm -hmm. and so that's and lots of different formations over there. Yeah. Really cool geology. Um, drove through some areas where it's just like typical, you think of a Western movie, like the flat tops and mesas, mm -hmm. and they were like nerding out about that. <laughs> and it was fun. So yeah. it's a great experience. It sounds like I bet you're excited. Yeah. I mean, geologists were nice people, tough and a little wacky. And those are all three um, wonderful traits and, and geology puns. <laughs> they're all uh, types of rock. Really? Wacky? Yeah. What is that? It's a sedimentary rock. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. That's yeah, great, wacky. Um, I have to dig back in my my brain. I mean, you learn. I can't tell if you're like messing with me or not. No, a, a tough is a, a, a is a volcanic rock. You gotta be lion. That was a geology pun. The lions formation. Lions. Oh my god! <laughs> about it. Oh my god! Hey, that was funny. So you've been talking about the different classes that you've been taking. So what's like a normal semester look like as far as lectures, labs, like what kind of things 
could you be doing? Cause I know, um, it just kind of varies depending on the major I take, um, usually one lab a semester, sometimes two, but it, I know it varies. So, yeah. So, um, so far each geology class is paired with its lab. Um, the labs are usually three hours. Actually, everyone I've been in has been three hours. Once a week? Once a week. Mm-hmm. Once a week. And then the class either meets three times a week or two times a week, depending on the semester and class. Uh, when it's two times a week, it, yeah, it's an hour and 30 minutes. Um, and then some classes are just going to be an hour. And those are like, you know, courses that are three days a week. Um, but it varies with each class. And, and then paired with that, you do have to take um, so, some level of physics depending on your concentration. So this all depends on your concentration and uh, have to go up to some math level. And then, you know, each, it really does vary with the different types of concentrations. But even as a, just all geology majors, they do have to go pretty high in math compared to other natural resources majors. So, so there's uh, hydrogeology and geophysics. Those require higher than Calc 2. you can go up to differential equations and linear algebra with those classes, or you can go, you know, add a few more classes and get a math minor, which is something that I might be interested in. Um, there you go. But the other concentrations are the geology and environmental concentration. And there's also a teaching course that, or like uh, if you're more interested in the teaching aspect of geology and you want to be a geoscience teacher or, or you know, an environmental teacher along the way. Um, so geology and environmental geology only require up to Calc 2. Um, so, you know, the difference between those, you know, it's very, very broad. I mean, the descriptions of them, because they, they go to the nitty gritty of every, every class does minuscule thing. And then they expand into the giant, um, how things work, but the geology concentration, which is just, you know, takes the most geology, like there's different different classes for that that requires an optical mineralogy, um, and it's it's just a broad based training in geology, and then it's kind of emphasizing a practical and field oriented energy and mining industries, so that those are types of jobs you can go into are like you know mining industries, government agencies, and stuff like that. I have some friends who are really interested in you know the mining aspect of geology the like economic geology um and then my concentration environmental um focuses on like the surface and sh- shallow subsurface um levels of that shape the earth and the processes that go about that and um hydrogeology is you know environmental geology and hydrogeology are, are i would say personally very similar um I think the only difference really is is the level of math you have to go through ge- hydrogeology versus environmental. Um, but hydrogeology is like the geological aspects of water resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the geophysics, that also requires a, a little bit more physics and a physics minor might be something that you'd be interested in uh, if you go that route. And, you know, they, um, you know, the jobs that you can come out of that are like, you know, seismology geodynamics, energy exploration, stuff like that. 
So there's four different concentrations within geology, but geology is actually like geology as a whole is actually, I think, the smallest major within Warner, maybe restoration ecology, but it's definitely one of the smaller ones. It's, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And with Warner being the smallest academic college at CSU, it's like the smallest of the small. So how has your experience really? been with that? I've never felt so small in my entire life. Wow, you make Sorry, me feel I'm small. You down. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, it's, it's like one on one. And- yeah, no, it's it's really. I like it a lot. Um, you know, if there's a very large, if it was you know very large, I don't know how many people are in uh, who are geology majors at CSU. Um, I do see familiar faces frequently, so that I'm guessing it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know getting one-on-one with the professors um, is super easy. You know, you don't have to fight for attention um, where in like big lectures, it's kind of intimidating going up to the professor, but in, you know, smaller classes with 30 or 40 kids, um, you know, you can, you know, get really personal with uh, the professor, professors, professors. <laughs> um, you can get really close to the professors and, and they, they are interested in, you know, your education. You know, that's what, I, I, so far with all of the professors, and I'm, I'm just guessing it's going to be all of them are like this. They they're really interested and involved with how you're doing, what you're interested in, and they will you know take the time to schedule office hours that may not work. With, um, you know, for if um, and even you know when they talk about their research, they're super stoked about it, <laughs> and you know they're they're all all different quirky and, and interesting and really fun, really nice people. And, and, you know, you know, step aside from the professors. Um, there's also, you know, the classes you get, you see familiar faces and you can get really close with them. Um, and that's, you know, I, I remember freshman year geology. I didn't know anyone. I mean, I'm coming from Las Vegas. I didn't know a single soul coming here from Las Vegas. And so in geology, I knew no one and it's, it's intimidating, but then, you know, when you start seeing these familiar faces and, you know, your next semester and then your next semester, you also have them in your classes and then, you know, you'll eventually branch off in your concentration and concentrated classes, but, you know, you're building those relationships, which I think is really, really important for any field is building relationships and improving your, you know, social capital in a way, letting them know who you are and not, and not just a school way but taking these classes with all these people and and creating a network and learning from you can learn with those people and you can see you know you just build this friendship and it's it's just a lot of fun and it makes you know geology is already a lot of fun you go outside and look at things but then when you're with people that you like makes it even better makes it even better (laughs) and i'm I, i like everyone that i'm all my colleagues but another thing that i really like about it being very small is we're not very small it's small tighten it tighten it yeah, that's nice. I like that, Maddie. Um, is, you know, getting involved is something that's super, you know, easy. And there's so many opportunities to get involved, whether it's, you know, an independent study with a professor. And they're always looking for people um, to do some independent studies and get that fieldwork experience. Uh, research, they're, they have grad students um, who are looking for field assistance for summer work. And they and Jill Putman, um, who's the kind of advisor who over you have meetings with her, um, she she posts opportunities all the time on Canvas. 
and, you know, just opportunities to get involved. And there's countless internships and research experiences that she puts on there. And, you know, a position that I'm, I currently have is a, a learning assistant with the Geology 120 class. Geology 120 is a class that non-science majors and they are trying to fulfill their science credit take. Um, so it's, there's like 200 to 300 kids per lecture. That meets two times a week, but there's two different lecture times. And that's just me walking around. Uh, Sean Bryan is the professor and he, he lectures and then, you know, he'll have some group discussions and I, I walk around and uh, facilitate group thinking, group conversations. And, you know, are, are they, some people are super interested in it. Some people are, no matter what, some people are, you'll see some kids not very interested in mineralogy. And then you'll see some kids stoked about like eruptions and, and volcanoes and earthquakes. And then you'll see kids stoked about mineralogy. And then that's something that I have really enjoyed because it's, I can talk to people about what I learned in geology, intro to geology, geology 150, geo majors. and um, kind of reinstate that stuff. And sometimes I have to be like, oh yeah, we did learn about that. And it's nice to um, relearn it. And then once you, I think once you explain it to people, that's, that's kind of like you win. Now you know how, now you know it. That's always the best way to learn. Yeah, I've heard is that once you can teach it to other people, you've mastered it. Yeah. So that's something that I've really enjoyed. There's so, so many opportunities in the geoscience department. It's, you know, far away from everything else in Warner on that third floor but it's a tight knit group of people and you know the professors are really into it uh the kids and the, the students are or adults let's be real <laughs> um the adults the students yes. there we go um and we you know we just all get along and there's it's a nice group of people and i think making those connections are the best thing about college and having those opportunities for you cuz that's how you really make the most out of your experience cuz yes going to classes and getting your degree like that's the main goal but you're not truly going to benefit without taking the little extra step that you need to to make those connections and have mm -hmm. those experiences plus yeah. it sounds corny but it's fun learning yes <laughs> yes no it is well thank you so much for joining us that's all we have for this episode of tune into nature if you have any feedback, thoughts, questions, comments, or want to be interviewed for the podcast, please email us at wcnr underscore recruitment at mail.colostate.edu. And Colostate is C-O-L-O-S-T-A-T-E. Thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you next time.